Thanks for listening to the Full Scope Podcast, hosted by Landon Leach and Caleb Stafford. We're committed to pursuing all things Jesus, outdoors, hard work, and freedom in the fullness of who we were created to be. You'll hear from us, our friends, and people we meet along the way about the things we love, the missions we are pursuing, and our hearts for the things of God. Thanks again for listening to the show. Now let's get to this week's episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Full Scope. I'm your host, Landon Leach, with our other host over here, Mr. Caleb Stafford. What's up, Caleb? What's up, man? How are you? How how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. <sighs> Me too. Uh, last week's episode was freaking cool. Um, we're pumped to do episode yeah. nine, and we're gonna do we're gonna take some of the things that Rich talked about. Going deeper, give our spin on it, how it's impacted us, um, all that good jazz. But yeah, first of all, we just want to we just want to talk about Rich and some of the impact he's had on us. Yeah. I think that'd be a great way to start off. Yeah, I mean, it's been hard to really wait a week to talk about this. Honestly, I think <laughs> just because last week was just good, and I mean, he's got so much to say. Yeah, absolutely. He's so easy. He's so easy to interview. Um, to be a part of, to converse with. He's a great first guest for us to have on the show. And yeah. also, just, he's a mon- monumental person in our lives. So what better, yeah. what better first guest could we have had? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Rich, and I talked about it in the episode a little bit, but like, he has, like, he has fathered me, and that's something that I've really voiced, I think, the last year, but, like, he raised me through my 20s, um, and I think he's done that to a lot wow. of men, and I think you're experience, you're in the middle of your 20s, and you're experiencing parts of that. Um, and just Yeah, sure, things. I've only known Rich for, like, four years. You've known him for, what, 10, 10 and, plus now. Yeah, and yeah. so, I mean, yeah, he... um he there's there's just there's so much i could talk forever you know that but i mean he has uh the man has he's he's wept with me he's held me when i cried he's held me when he spoke straight to me when i needed to hear it straight um he's been through every season i've had over the last 10 years and the he's been the closest person through all of it you know and it's just like dang Oh, he's he's definitely a blessing to have encountered in the season of life that I did come into. Mm. Knowing him, knowing you, but also just being introduced to the porch and the man that he is and what he carries and Mm. what he's been able to pour into my life and the things that I've been able to grasp just solely because of him and our relationship is so cool. I mean, what he walks in of his caring for men and his heart for the Lord and to just live beyond his job and give up his after work time to God and to men in need that just want to know Jesus more need help in life. Like the dude lives it and it's beyond impacted our lives. It's freaking can't help, but love the man. And I think, you know, a thing he talked about, which we'll talk about too later about the access piece. I've grown with rich like he has he's grown right beside me 
over the last 10 years, as much as I've grown and he has fathered me in a spiritual sense and a relational sense, even though, I mean, like I have a great relationship with my dad. I mean, my dad's a great man, but there was just, it was just different. It was just a different connection that I needed. Um, but sure. like not only, but spiritually my growth with Rich, like, and we'll, you know, we'll hit on all this, but like he, he's, he was humble enough to grow and receive. Now he receives from me from time to time, you know? And I think that's a, that is a healthy yeah. fathering figure, um, that he, he yeah, that's he's, powerful. He, he's humble enough to say, I'm learning still, and I'm learning from you and with you about the same things. Wow. Yeah. Also, I want to touch on the fact of you went that you brought this up of we do have great dads. We have great relationships mm-hmm. with our dads. And because we yeah. call Rich spiritual father doesn't neglect the fact that our dads are not amazing. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Their own ways and all this. I actually believe that you can never have enough of these types of mentor Dude. father figures in your life. It builds breathe. so much within you. Yep of its expansion because the mm. every man every man's created different everyone's yeah. created different it's people carry different things stronger than others yeah. so if you can come to the fact of like don't be offended that like well this is i can't have a spiritual father because i have a great dad that's yeah. that's false because you can learn from anybody it's just a label it's not like mm. a deeming factor that puts them above your dad yeah and if your dad gets hurt like if you have a man in your life that's coming into your life as a discipling figure and your your own earthly father doesn't understand it like a have grace for your dad and come alongside him and say like dad like this is not against you like this is this is yeah 100 percent because of you or this is a good thing i think some some dads need understanding of like some dads be like, why, why wasn't I enough for me to spiritually father my own son? And honestly, yeah. that spins off into the whole scenario situation of like, the fact is like a lot of people aren't actually saying that because a lot of guys don't even have fathers. A lot of guys, fathers aren't even in the picture. And yeah, sadly. But like we talked about last week, but like spiritual father literally comes from scripture where Paul says, if see the older men and women in your congregation, in your community as mothers and fathers. Um, because it's like, as much as we need discipled, we need fathered and dude, rich has rich has done that. And I I mean, like rich, he's even grown into that himself. Like he talked about, like he didn't even know what the spiritual fathering thing was. And, but once he understood it, he just, it was all over his life since he's been in his twenties, he's seen it, you know? And it's just like, it's a, it's, it's been a cool thing to like see him come into that, you know, and watch yeah. him. Oh, definitely. Step into that for everyone around him. He's definitely even grown in that in different aspects, even in my short time of knowing him. It's cool. I mean, yep. our relationship has definitely developed even rapidly over the past like two years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I've seen that big time. Yeah, it's super cool. And we can go into more of that in a little bit on certain topics that we'll talk about. But I think the first thing we want to hammer is the mere fact of, we talked a lot last week about 
fatherhood, we're obviously going to hammer that too and give our own take in this episode, but we don't want to neglect the fact of motherhood and the stronghold that it also has. Mm. And because I mean, yes, we are two guys. We we can easily talk about men's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) We, uh, we can easily talk about man stuff. And I mean, that's just because of who we are, but motherhood is something that, has also wielded us and grown us too. So there is also an aspect of spiritual mothers and maybe we'll talk about it on an episode one day, have a spiritual mother on here and start talking. That'd be pretty cool. Yes. God. Um, <laughs> That'd be awesome. But maybe that lady from church, she'd be for fire. Yeah. Uh, wow. But yeah. we just want to talk about like the role that a mother plays in nurturing and caring for a child is so important and sets the foundation of taking care of someone, a child in the early Mm -hmm. stages. And we just don't want to neglect that. And the love of a mother can never be replaced by a father, all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. No, Um, it's definitely, they're two different things and they freaking blend together and create, they each provide where the other lacks. And they're, they're both sides of God. They're both sides of God's heart. Like he, yes, they're both important to him. And something I want to say is like a father does have a huge impact on the growth and development of both men and women. Um, but, and it, and fatherhood affects guys and girls differently and has result has healthy fatherhood has great fruit that manifests differently for men and women both. But like motherhood, you know, as, as a man, that nurturing, comforting aspect of a mother may like not be the, the front seat, the front driver, or it shouldn't be the front driver, like past about six or seven years old. But that doesn't mean that that does not have lasting, that, that the importance of those first five or six years of that nurturing, comforting space the mother creates that's that also has lasting effects into adulthood that a hundred percent that women need but men also and you know i'll just speak for this on the side of men because i'm obviously not a girl but men like having that nurturing space i'm just thinking you know having that nurturing space as a toddler or, and even as a young child and i've just watched it with different families around me and the impact that it has it's like as a man a you learn how to be a you learn as a man um i don't know i guess i just thought i thought about like i've seen guys i've seen men who are healthy and then seeing them around (laughs) their mothers and what it looks and like they're actually still humble enough to be comforted and nurtured by their mother even though yes. they carry manhood very healthily. Yes. But it's because they have under they know they they know a respect and an honor for women and they know actually how to that strength also looks like being able to um come up come you know come not come low but you know strength looks like being able to be comforted at times and honoring your mother enough to say like you know what? Like I let her love me and I let her nurture me. And honestly, like if you're in a, if you've, if you've been mothered in a healthy way, 
throughout your life and you've had a father at the same time, you know, you are, you are as an adult, it does, it's not, it's pretty natural. Like you're going to honor your mother by letting her love you well. You know, yep. men who honor their mothers, let their mothers love them and comfort them, but in a healthy way without disrespect and without, and you know, it's like, it's not a healthy thing to let, to like need that. Like if you're an adult man and you need your mother to still nurture you like you were when you were five, like that's not healthy. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. an issue. But there is still an aspect that comes into play yeah. there that yeah. is necessary and still shows itself of that nurturing, caring side that you need from mm. your mother. Yeah. It just looks different at that at, at different ages. Yep. It, it definitely don't look like when you're five. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your mom shouldn't be folding your laundry still when you're in your thirties. For sure. Don't get me started on that one. For sure. But what we want to talk about is more on fatherhood today. So, yes, very thankful for mothers out there and the role that they play. And we do. I do. I think one day we will have a cool episode on that for sure. Yeah, but fatherhood. Is something easy, uh, easy because it's something that is relational to us. We will be fathers one day. We are fathers in some sort of way right now, but also mm-hmm. we are sons and fatherhood has impacted us greatly and we can't help but want to talk about it and expand on that. Yep. So um, some of the things that Rich hammered on was fatherhood in a safe place. Mm. Uh, that's something that they create and I think that's the first subject we want to dive into Um, fatherhood is fathers do create such a place that it creates security for boys and girls you talked Mm -hmm. about this a minute ago very briefly of a father is the strong figure when he is present, when he is living in the way that he should be and being there for his children, he creates that place that allows them to feel safe, to be in the freedom that they should be living in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, It's like a covering. It's a boundary. It's mm. places where they can fall, make mistakes, and not get hurt with yep within those boundaries the same way that if he wasn't present or not within that covering the effects that it would have on the children that totally makes all the difference in the world. And I definitely see that and how rich is rich and my personal, I mean like my physical earthly dad has created, I mean, can't help but see those and everything from, or to talk about my my earthly father, you talk about Lord, my daddy worked his butt off to provide for me. Mm-hmm. And yes, monetarily, uh, but also I mean physically he was there. He tried to he worked his butt off all day long to be there mm. at my ball games. Yeah. To sacrifice to be at whatever event that I had to go on, it was important enough that he knew that his presence Regardless if he wanted to be there or not, I know a father always wants to support his children. But I mean, like yeah. some of those things when they're growing up, you don't always want to go to the 
stupid things kids have. No, but they yeah. still there's a beautiful beautiful aspect of sec- the security of knowing that wow my dad is there. Yeah. That that simple concept actually goes a long way in a kid's life. Yep, it's definitely a found, fundamental um, thing that sticks in a kid's mind of the presence, the presence aspect of the father. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah, my dad too, like definitely provided for us and did everything he knew to do, you know, and that's a huge piece that I've had to learn the hard way. And like my parents will hear this and they know they've been on the journey with me. You know, there's things that came up in my heart through the last 10 years that made me blame them, blame myself, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, I realize the grace that I'm, you know, I, I need to have for the, for them in their shortcomings but also the Thanksgiving yeah. I need to give God for the things they did know to do well. And they killed it. Dude, at, absolutely. Know? And, you know, and it's like rich in our lives has helped fill in a space that maybe they, maybe, yeah, maybe my dad wasn't what rich has been to me, but that wasn't, you know, and I, and like through my immaturity, I had to learn that wasn't something to condemn my dad for or blame him. It was actually just a part of it. It was actually just the grace of God in my life to say like, A, here is Rich, but B, like you need to love your dad because he's actually a great man of God who uh-huh. gave everything he knew to give you. Yes. You know? um, and I think that's a huge piece of it. I mean, and that's... <sighs> Rich has given everything. <laughs> I mean, he's given everything that he had to give to those the Lord gives him to father and to lead. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And yeah, and it's not like, and it's also not like rich doesn't have his shortcomings too. I mean, it's not no, like he's this perfect does. father. They're, they're, yeah. they're human beings. Yeah. Yes. They're humans. Um, Nobody can be the perfect father except for the father. And that's just something that we're processing constantly. I mean, yeah. it's affected our lives. The whole time. You can't help but see it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, definitely. I mean, just super thankful for who my dad is and what he's done. Um, super thankful for Rich. I mean, they both, they both have filled in spaces and done everything that they could and given me to the ability that they could. There is nothing left on the table for either one of them. And I'm beyond thankful for that and like i want to you know talk about like the you know the the safe place thing and the security um it's so interesting because richie is a very like um (laughs) he's very unique (laughs) he's just got a lot of unique characteristics to his personality uh and if you know him you know what we're talking about uh (laughs) yes yeah but he's awesome. He's very multifaceted. And the thing that Rich has done, like security doesn't look like false strength. Security doesn't yeah. look like um, this, this, this false masculinity either. Security, yeah. providing a space for security as a father, looks like willing to be free amongst your sons and daughters. And you can't do that unless you've walked with God enough to let God free you. And as our spiritual father, he creates so much space for every guy that walks through that door to feel welcome and to feel at peace and lay their guard down 
simply because Richie's going to be Richie come come hell or high water. It don't matter. Like he's going to have his quirks or he's going to have his hobbies or he's going to have the things he likes, doesn't like, whatever. You're going to come in there. You're coming into his space. You know, like he says, the access, the secured, it's a safe place to just be you. Yeah. And whatever version of you is coming through that door has permission. You know, and oh. and I think that's a huge piece of fatherhood that a lot of dads need to hear is like, your kids just want you to be free and give them permission to do that as well. But they can't, you can't go there for them unless you carry that freedom in yourself. And that's going to bring up yeah. something we talk about later. You got to find it. Yeah. But. You know, I just thinking about that as like, that is the safe place that he provides. He's always provided it for everybody for the last 10 years I've been there is there's been all kinds of guys from all shapes and sizes, all walks of life. And they've all been, they've all come in there and immediately felt, I've had so many guys say, dang, I felt peace as soon as I walked through this door. And they may not even be a spiritual person. They just felt they could rest because there's no pressure. The father's just, father just says, just come in and sit down with me. And I really think Rich has embodied that in the way he has created that space at the house. Definitely. And that, I mean, that goes to speak on the aspect of in any everyday life, family, TV show, or whatever, there's always, when a dad comes home, Mm -hmm. what's always a tender spot is the kids run to the door. They... Oh, like there's this sigh of relief when the father steps mm. in his own. Yeah. And that's something that they have to carry. You have to carry that as a father. You create yeah. that space. You carry that security. Yeah. Be aware of it. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you carry that and create that space for your kids. Uh, it does happen naturally, but the more you're aware of it, the more mm-hmm. effective you can carry it. Amen. And, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll just be better the more you can lean into that mm-hmm. and realize that for yourself and for your family. That's such a good point. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, when you carry that intentionally, when you're not like, I don't know, dude, it's crazy. I've seen so many dads, like, I'm like sitting on the outside watching them, and I'm like, how do you not see the importance that you carry right now? And not saying they don't, but you can just tell that they kind of, Fathers need to have vision for how they're going to father. Like you need to, you need to, you need to dream about the type of family you want to lead and the relationship you want to have with your kids because, and, and it's because it's because it's yours to decide and yours to create. If God's blessed you with children or as a spiritual parent, blessed you with people to spiritually parent, it is up to you of what space that they come into. And it's like, you can be as intentional as you want to. And if you're aware of like, Hey, when I walk in, I see how my kids eyes light up because Mm -hmm. I am their dad and no one else is. Then I want to, I want to magnify that. I want to inflate that. I want to make it, I want to make that more. So how can I intentionally carry that? And be that for them. And, you know, kids are going to grow and change, of course. And neither of us are earthly fathers. And, like, I'm sure there's someone's going to listen to this and be like, well, you're not a father. You don't know how it is, blah, 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 blah. 
But no, but I have seen it. I have watched it. Yeah, it's affected us. I mean, we can talk on that. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, like, it is an intentional father is a game changer. Oh. And an intentional, and someone who knows they're a spiritual father and wants to walk in it and carry it and lay their life down and give access to people and create a secure, safe place, game changer for the generation. Uh. Yes, something I want to kind of go into on that, talking also, this just came to me, talking about the safe place is something Richie does well, and I feel like my dad also did. They give, in that safe space, they do, there is this aspect where they sit back and they they allow you to make Mm -hmm. the decisions for yourself that... My obviously they know they're foolish. Like they can see our lives and they're like, oh, that, yep, that's probably going to turn out bad. But because they are there, they, they feel like they know and assess the situation and know like they're going to be okay on the other side of this. I'm going to let this happen regardless if it's going to hurtful or whatever you want to say and let it be a teaching moment to you for yourself but because it's within that boundary, they are there with you to help mm. you heal in that and learn and teach you in that matter. Like, I think that's such a cool aspect of a father that you just can't see as a child growing up. No. Yeah. yeah. It's so interesting how much you don't realize about your parents until you're older. And that's the thing, like when you're, you're going to realize it someday. And you're either going to realize good things or realize bad things, or sometimes both. Yep. But depending on how the fathering happened, you're going to realize a lot of, you know, one or, one or the other more. But, you know, you were saying earlier about how a father creates a strong space for you to mess up. Or a strong, you, you just said it, but you also said it differently earlier. Yeah, right. And it's so, it's so true, like, Something that I had was saying the other day was, you know, a dad, a father affects, a father affects um, the sons and daughters differently. And whether you're, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, it's going to have a result. But when, from my experience, from what I've seen, when women don't receive a healthy father, or they don't, they didn't have a father in their life or their father wasn't intentional. You know, like you can have a present father who's not a present father. They might be in the room, but they don't have any, like I said, vision to actually intentionally parent, whether it's a guy or a girl or a boy or a girl. But men, and this, and this goes to the security and the safe place subject, but men, when they were raised in a, in an, in an environment where they felt safe, when you were little boys, because little boys need to feel safe just as much as little girls do. And when you were a little boy and you were raised in an environment that felt safe, that you felt secure, that produces a young man and a man that knows how to walk in who they are, knows how to pursue their own work and their own things. Yeah. Because for men, that sense of security from your dad creates a sense of security in your own ability to to do what you need to do as a man to walk out your life to uh, to to 
aspire after your own things and know that you you have what it takes. But men who don't aren't raised in that safe environment. When they grow up to when they're a boy and when they grow up to be a young man and a man, they are constantly trying to project that they have what it takes to be a man. They're constantly trying to be mm. impressive. They're constantly trying to sound manly or look manly or whatever the, whatever they feel like makes them look like a man because they they will do it because they actually don't feel that way at all because they don't feel safe at all. They don't feel secure because they weren't raised in a household with a father who was supposed to be the establishment that creates the covering. That was not, that was vacant. And for, for girls, you know, and I'm sure women can speak to this a lot better than I can, but from what I've seen, when they don't feel safe there, I, I, I have seen traces of anxiety, fear, obviously the need for security from another man, all these, you know, and it, it produces this, there's, it produces women who aren't confident, who aren't able to carry out their own dreams or things like that. And, and the father can have such a huge impact in that way. But, but it's because it's not strength and security and safety for the sake of domineering. It's actually creating a protective boundary for growth to flourish like you were saying earlier yeah yeah boundary is the best word for it for sure 100 percent um the next thing that we want to dive into probably is something that's greatly impacted us and rich has talked about this last week was the access that the father provides mm. and that is a necessary piece that um, might be overlooked a lot of just he he went in a lot on the subject of like how he makes himself available to his sons. And mm-hmm. dude, that is so it's so crucial that a son or a daughter gets to see into their father's life on every level, um, even through their shortcomings their achievements, their great, their greatness, all the, all the above, mm-hmm. but access can look a lot of different ways. Um, I think you should talk a little bit about what that looked like for you with rich and heck, I can even talk to it. I know. I'm like, too. I want to hear, I'll hear from you on that. Cause you've, <laughs> you've actually, there's yeah, you've impacted me watching you walk with rich in that as well. Like, you know, I'll, I'll just say mm-hmm. like, it was interesting. Cause like as rich, like I said, it was learning about spiritual fatherhood and seeing it on his life. I was needing it in my life. And there would be many moments where I would go to him and be like, I, cause, I, cause like once I learned about it, it was like, okay, I realize rich has authority in my life. And what I mean by authority is that like, God has entrusted his, his has entrusted me to his leadership to disciple and mentor me. And there's actual power yeah. on that. There is. When you submit to someone and say in your heart, you know that, that you, you trust them more than you trust yourself. That's a, you know, Bradley says that all the time. It's really true. You trust them more than you uh-huh. trust yourself and their guidance. And I knew like there's power and there's been many times like Rich, I need you to just hear me right now. Like I just need to be heard or I just need as I'm, you know, and it's 
vulnerable things, really vulnerable things. And so, you know, as far as access goes, I can say a lot of things, but for Rich, for one thing is he gave his time. Like he would give me time when I would ask for it. And it wasn't that him not, like it was almost like, oh, I'm hurting. How does he not see that I'm, there was times where I'm like, how does he not see that I'm messed up right now and I need help? And it wasn't about Mm. that. It was about that I needed to actually learn to ask and know that it wasn't him not wanting to love me. It was me being humble enough to ask him and know that his response was still love. And I think that's the word for someone that's going to listen to this about God. Like, God, you think God doesn't hear you, but it's not that God doesn't hear you. It's there's a lesson to learn in the ask that you will receive the result of when he answers. But you'll never learn through the process if you don't allow, if you don't ask him. Ask, seek, and knock. It will be given. The door will be opened. You will get answers. But there is a faith that is built in asking. And I had to learn that. And I learned that with Rich because of the access he gave me to come to him, you know. Dude, 100%. Yeah, that's such a good word. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, like I heard multiple times we talked about it, me and you, of just how much before I truly gave myself access to Rich and Rich gave access. I mean, he provided access to me, but it's before I grasp it, mm-hmm. I can remember having multiple conversations with you about it and what you had to do and pursue yeah. to build that relationship with Rich. Wow. And I can remember the first time I moved in the house of like, you get this preconceived notion of, oh, I'm moving into this discipleship house. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like. But because you only come on Thursday nights at that point, yeah. you're like, oh, Thursday <laughs> nights is just so awesome. Like, I cannot awesome. wait oh, to see what the rest of the night, yeah, rest of the week looks like. Well, then I move in and it's like, oh, well, yep. yeah, normal life goes on. Everybody goes to work. We talk about our days. Yes, we talk about the Lord, but also there is no forced curriculum that you're just, Caleb, did you read your Bible today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're freaking quizzing me on stuff. Recite no, it's the like. the first chapter of John right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is no, none of that. It's all, it just provides, Richie does provide a space of mm-hmm. like, you can take it and make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And. It's as far, it's going to go as far as you push it. Yep. So within that first, I mean, it's a, it's a rude awakening because you have all these weird expectations that you expect yeah. it to look like. And not that me and Rich didn't have a bad relationship before. It was just very surface level and it was very, uh, it wasn't unique to me and him. It was mm, just, that's good. Very, I mean, it was, it was very basic. I don't know what yeah better word there is for it there was nothing mm-hmm. bad about it but at the second go round of living there the first time i lived there I only lived there for like two months so i mean like yeah. very brief but second time i lived there i moved in and i'm like you know at this second go around i really want to press in and make the most out of it and through doing that one of the first things was through the first couple months, I was like, God, I just really want to get to know Ridge more. Mm-hmm. Like I see what his life carries, who he is. And I want, 
I want to know more because I see all these different guys, all the older guys like you, um, Bradley, Gavin, Jacob, all these guys had the their own unique relationship with Rich that was special mm-hmm. to them and how much weight it carried. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, me and Rich's relationships ours, but it definitely ain't to that level yet. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to do that? It's like yeah. and then you shared with me, I've voiced that to you. And you're like, yeah. dude, you you just need to talk to him and tell it straight up because yeah. he would love to know that, obviously, yeah. as a father. But uh, like, he don't know that if you don't tell him. Yeah, it's like, of course he's gonna want that. Well, then yeah. through that, I was like, okay, what is a basic way that I can build connection with Rich and just me and Rich that makes it personal? I'm like. Well, I'm a morning person, so I can get up early. At that time of my life, I was working or my classes were early or any of that. I could get up early mm-hmm. regardless. And it's like, Rich always gets up early, has a cup of coffee. And I was like, shoot, I should just I should just ask him to get, if I can sit in with him a couple of days a week. I think at that given time, I worked on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was like, Rich, what if before work, me and you sit down and have a cup of coffee and honestly, we just, we, I just voiced it and I was like, I don't know if we're going to sit there and freaking talk about the Bible or if we're going to do a Bible study together, read a book together, all the basic, whatever stuff you would think. But what actually it turned out to be was me and Rich just get to sit down and talk one on one, which is a rare thing if you don't seek it. Yeah. Because there's so many different dudes in the house. There's something going on all the time. Mm. And because of that, I actually got to know Rich on a personal level. We got to talk about life and the things that were going on. Uh, yes, it was early as frick. But even when I come into town now, like one of my, I look forward to getting up and me and Rich are going to sit there and have coffee in the morning. It's, wow. but it, the point being on that whole spiel is, Rich created that space for me to do that, but I I also had to seek it. Like it was not yep. going to happen if I didn't take the steps that to do it. Yep. So as a son, if you want it, you got to go get it. The father is ready to pour out. You just got to freaking yep. ask. Dang. So Dude. that is something very special that me and Rich had and something I had to pursue. And that was kind of my journey through all that. Oh man, it, and I, it it's paid endless dividends on me on my ha- on my behalf of dude getting up and sacrificing sleep to yeah, like what get that to done? know that. somebody. Like, what has that, that done for you? Like, <clears throat> um, at first, you know, it's like kind of quiet because it's like we're just sitting there, we're trying to figure out what it's going to look like for us. But then after that, it's it. We found our flow in, man. We just we get to talk about the deeper things of what God's doing in our lives. What's God showing you recently? Is an easy question we get to ask each other. Mm. Another one is, well, how's life been in general? How's your family? Like, how's that weighing on you? Um, because obviously nobody's family's perfect. We all have our own issues. There's always something going on, and any of the any of those deeper conversations with a father in a safe place is such a monumental thing 
that mm-hmm. number one, it's debriefing for you. Yeah. You just letting those things out and just saying like, Hey, this is hard for me. And I really don't know what to do in this situation or something like that. That alone, just saying it to a father like figure give, gives so much more breath in your, in your life. Wow. Not to mention if, when they start pouring back into that space of speaking mm-hmm. life in that area, encouraging you, praying for you, all those different yeah. things that we also got to do with each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's impacted me greatly and it's very cool. And our relationship's never been the same since. So. Yeah. I mean, still to this day, like even you hearing you talk about it, I get a little emotional because I just remember watching all that happen. And just the months we talked about it, the weeks or days we talked about it at different times. And like, dude, it it is. And like, it speaks, it speaks to every guy that lives there and will live there. And I, it will always. And I'll, if I, if, if, if they're not there to see you do it, then I'll be telling them about it. But it's like, dude, that was just such a like it was just huge to get to watch and now see the transformate and like see the relationship you have and like you know it's just awesome when you come when you get to when you get to come in and stay and like you come down like one of us might get up and we come down and it's like maybe 6:30 close to 7 and you're already down there on the couch and it's like knowing what has been what was forged and now is still carried on with you two. Yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, it's just been, it's just beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing to, it was, so, it was just so cool to see and see the Lord form that. And you take that step of faith and it wasn't, yes. Like in reality, like, like rich creates a lot of access and a lot of safe space for you to do that. But still, you had to you had to go there in yourself to take that step, and a lot of people have seen not. Um. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's just it's just really cool. It's really cool to see that that is your all's to get to watch that be a part of your all's relationship. You know. Um, yeah, yeah he's, absolutely, uh, dude. It's a special thing. Um. I don't know what you want to go into next as far as which topic. Um, Got anything specific? Well, um, I think really just... I think as far as the access goes, like for a lot of older men, I'm like, you know, look, we're talking about fatherhood in the sense of like the impact that it has on, on those who receive from it, those who sit under it, those who, those who are getting fathered. Like fatherhood is as a, as a, as a subject is a very important thing. And, you know, it is important for you to see yourself as a father. Those who are men that, you know, like there's a Christian side and spiritual side of this. And there's a practical side of this of like, Hey, if you're an older man, like that you carry, you, you have things that this generation needs. And if you see the culture of our generation and in, in turmoil, 
Don't look at it and shake your head. Look at it and say, what do I have in my life to give to them? Don't chalk it up as like they think that I'm stupid and they don't need me and they don't want anything that I have to say and they're just taking this country and taking it to hell and in a handbasket, blah, blah, blah. It's not about yeah. that. It is about the fact that they are kids inside that have never been fathered and they are, and it's like, yeah, it, yeah. And you're not going to be able to walk up on the street to someone and say, hey, let me father you, you know, things like that. <laughs> but it's like, it is, I think this was coming to my mind because of the whole access word, but it's like, do not downplay your life. And especially if you're an older man who maybe feels like you you don't have any influence over your own kids or anything like that, like our generation needs fathers. You know, that's a huge part of our heart Shoot, behind yeah. talking about this is like the fatherless generation that we live in. We have a father problem. Like if you're hearing this and like, like if you're hearing this and you're our age and you've got a lot of things in you that you don't even understand why they hurt, chances are it probably had something to do with your dad, whether that's good, bad yeah. or whatever. But you need the father. You need God. You need to learn who the father's heart, what the father's heart is. And if you're an older man and you don't feel like you have any impact on anybody, like the Bible says that older people and i'm probably talking about this in the last episode but paul calls the older generation us to look at the older generation as mothers and fathers um yeah you talked about that earlier yeah okay in this episode too i can't remember i say it so yes (laughs) (laughs) i say it all the time but it's so true uh, It's, it's a huge thing for me but it's like you like i just want to say this like don't think that you like, oh, why would I give access to my life? My life has nothing. No, it does actually. Like yeah. we, m- men and women of this generation need the older generation to father them and to mother them. And I was just talking to a guy this week and it said, and I said to him, you know, no matter if you're the one holding the book, reading the Bible, teaching the room, that doesn't mean you're a, you're a, a, uh, non-impactful father figure. Like, and obviously I'm speaking on a Christian sense, obviously, because we, we love the Lord and we're about Jesus, but yeah. also on a practical sense, just the, the, the presence of that fathering figure, culture has done everything it can to demote the dad in lives, to, to emasculate the man and to, to submit the father in a household. And to lessen him, and that's because of plenty of reasons. Oh, but dude. there's so yeah. many demonic reasons why that's happening, and uh, that are not of God, and that are that are of the devil completely. Because the devil wants to come and ruin the design of God, and the design of God that was that the father leads the family, not because he's demeaning and he's overbearing over the mother, but because he sets that he does everything we've talked about so far. But that doesn't mean the mother has no role, like we talked about already, too. But it's it's that it's by design. It's not by hierarchy. It's by design. Yes. That God it's actually yeah. It's more of a it's a picture. It's a picture because God is the Father. He is a Father Himself. And dude, Absolutely. that's so true about culture of the fact of, like the basic picture of the American dad of like going to work. And then yeah. coming home, drinking a beer, and then mm-hmm. oh, the sports game's on, yep. and 
that's it. Like that's the depth that they try to picture down. of the father that's, figure. Yeah. yeah, it's so watered down. It's it's like they ha- they try to picture that they have no impact except for providing money. Exactly. And that is so far from the truth that it's not even funny. Like you, yeah, the father is father, actually. Go ahead. Well, like if if the dad or father relationship is nothing more than transactional, then it's no wonder why people have so many gaping holes in their chest, and it's a big father wound. But it's because they actually need intimacy with their father. But men, there's just so much here. Like you can't be a father until you've learned to be a son. And yeah. a lot of guys, a lot of older men never kn- knew how to be a son of God. Like in a, in a, in a, for those who follow Jesus, we have such a problem in the church with fatherlessness. Don't, don't chalk this up to be a secular worldly problem. This is an everybody problem. And uh-huh. especially in the church, because you have fathers who have no earthly idea how to disciple their families because they don't know how to father their families because inside they're actually a son that was never knew how to be a son. You were only taught religion, so therefore you only know how to work for God. You never know how to, you never, you don't know how to receive from the Lord as a, as a son who is bountifully provided for because of the blood of Jesus. And so, therefore, you never know how to actually take authority and step into that intentional role as father over your own kids or your own oh. wife. Not that you're your wife's father. You're her helper. You're, she's your helper. You're her, you know, y'all are one. But the father has to lead the home, lead the family. And it's like so many men, and I, and I don't say this angry at them. I say this with a burning passion of like, you don't know how to father because you don't know how to be a son. And you chalk it all up to saying that I don't have impact. They don't, no one cares, but it's like, it's not that you just don't even see your own value. This generation Mm. needs fathered and this, this generation of fathers needs to know how to be a son. You know, dude, absolutely. That, that goes big into the concept of, especially in the church and where we want to see fatherhood thrive is, the whole thing of the structure of disciples making disciples. That's where this plays out the most. And a lot of people don't know how to disciple because they've never been discipled. That Mm -hmm. same concept applies to fatherhood of no, because maybe their father wasn't a good father or all these different wounds. They don't know how to bridge the gap. Yeah, like it's a it's a hard gap to bridge if you don't have any yep. resources or know about it. I it's mean, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, like, this affects your life greatly mm-hmm. in all avenues. How you feel about yourself, how you what you choose to do with your life, all that purpose, everything. It's mm-hmm. all it can all be drilled down in that. And I mean, something a great resource to like get a lot of lingo and understanding on this fatherhood concept. A hundred percent is wild at heart. Yeah, like it's amazing. that that book. If you've never read Wild at Heart, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. That thing will mess you up, just and give you so much understanding to a lot of the things that we're saying. You might not understand some of the nuances and words we're using to describe certain things, but you read that book and it might hit you like a ton of bricks. I know it hit me. Yeah. Um. But 
I really do I really do think there's a lot for us to talk about on the fact of disciples making disciples and how that ties into fatherhood. Yeah. Because that is a I mean, I just see that so much in I, I, that's what the difference in the 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 church nowadays compared to what you read about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that gaping relationship because the church today is so much more about like just bring them to church. Bring yeah. bring your friends. We got to get the lost to church. And at the end yeah. of every service, it's all right. If you're not a sinner, if you don't, or if you're a sinner and you don't know Jesus, raise your hand and we'll pray for you. And praise God if you pray, call Him Lord. And they just kind of move on from that. It's like we'll get you yeah. baptized, and then you all right. You're a Christian now. It's like okay, what now? Yeah. What am I supposed yeah. to do? That's when the father has to step in. A father figure has to step in and say, like, look, this is what your life has to look like now, and I'm here to help you. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, there's just not a lot of instances that that happens, sadly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I witnessed, I mean, not to bash where I came from, but in high school, like, it, it seemed like a lot. I got a lot of, let's see. It just seems like I witnessed a lot of people get saved mm-hmm. and in the longevity of things, they didn't have anybody that really took them under their wing and taught them what a Christian life should look like. Mm-hmm. And it's just easy to get tossed to and fro from with the waves of life like that. Mm. And it's a really sad thing to witness. Um, but I feel like that goes across society today. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen that a lot. Dude, like the the disciples making something that's like even and I've heard on it another side of that spectrum is like people who really want to build a discipling culture and things like that. Um it's so interesting how they go about it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that like kind of stir me and I I I'm I just see and it's like they don't it's important to understand the terminology of father and mother it's actually directly biblical and you need to build a culture and a structure if you're trying to build up a discipling if for a church if you're actually trying to pursue a discipleship culture you really need to lay some foundational stones around motherhood and fatherhood in your body and if you're not a church but you're a ministry or whatever and you like want to disciple people like it has to go from the top down. You have to be pouring down into someone. And, you know, I see a lot of, it's like we, and I'm starting to see some communities wanting to disciple and wanting to build and be all about discipleship. But if it only ever starts with you, just read, if it, if it only ever, if it's only ever like, don't hear what I'm not saying, but if it's only ever just scripture reading, and you think that's the extent of discipleship, then you're missing a you're missing about three quarters of it. Because Dude, people need the relational the relational side that is the of that that side. you're talking about. Yes, that is the spiritual fatherhood side. And here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I said it a minute ago, but we have like honestly experienced this quite regularly, honestly, around Knoxville. 
We want to make disciples. We want to make disciples. We're all about disciple making. That's who we are. But yet we don't recognize, we don't put two and two together or some, you know, there's no, either they haven't heard about fatherhood or whatever, but it's like that, that piece of fatherhood and sonship, that, that connection that the Lord has ingrained into us as humans to display his relationship to Jesus and the Trinity, like that piece is missing so much. And so mm. all we're doing yeah. is we're teaching Bible and we're only doing the, and we're debating over the truth and we're, we're doing, you know, serve, serve more and learn the word and, you know, all these things, but they're like that. There has to be an aspect of it that is real life. There has to be an aspect of it that is authentic and bare bones and all, you know, like I, I, if, if there was a, if it was a show, you know, it's like you got to have the cameras turned off and everything put away. Then what's it like? Yeah. You know, we live. Rich always says this. He said the aspect of the porch that is so different is the fact there's a father living in the middle of the house. And the guys see the way he spends his life day in and day out. Yep. And he sees the way they spend their life day in and day out. Now, of course, everybody can't go live with their person who they, who disciples them. Maybe you can. I don't know. But yeah. I just feel like there is so much missed, even for those who aren't just about the getting saved, but they actually do want to build disciples. They wanted to build other disciples and do that. They have got to see it from a side of, and I don't want, I know I'm sounding really preachy right now, but it just, it fires me up because it's like. Dude, I think it, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, it's like, there's, there's just more, there's more, there's more for it there and it's like people get frustrated to see this culture thrive and it's like it's not thriving because what sons need what our hearts need is fathered mm. we don't need better teachers yep we need better fathers you know let me have access into your life create a safe space for me hey guess what I'm, what if I'm a son that deals with everything under the sun? What if I'm a spiritual son that need that I'm, I've got sexual identity problems. I've got drug addiction problems. I've got, I've got who knows what, you know, I've got just a bunch of stuff and I, I need someone that's going to going to create a safe space for me to walk with them and to mess up. Yeah. And not only that, but I need someone that's not it's every time we're together, it's not about you teaching me another Bible lesson or you teaching me another concept. Dude. But yes. yet it's about us being together. Dude, it boils down to the aspect of dude, yeah, you're hammering this home of the relationship aspect. If how cool is it when someone who is a teacher or a pastor or a father figure that owns it compared to somebody who is just an influential type of man in their church? Mm-hmm. Like I think of the Dawsonville revival, like mm-hmm. when that dude prayed over me, when we talked to him at the end, that dude said, yeah, I'm a spiritual father. And we could easily identify with that of just, Dude, yes. yes, this dude actually walks in this so much more clearly 
because yeah. he owns it. He is not just some teacher. He doesn't lead some Bible study or whatever. He is just a man of God who is a father figure that loves people like a father should love children. Yeah. And he does like, that's the perfect example. And that's, that's the relationship aspect that you're hammering on is yes. Dig into the word. Yes. All these things. But when love isn't present, it's empty. Yeah. If it's not present, it's empty. Hmm. But when you have it, it's so much more powerful. Yeah. Like holy smoke, it it's game changing. It's when like you're a real person someone actually the teaching. Yes. Like so much like when I think about high school and stuff, it's like, God, we had to go to chapel. We gotta go to Bible study. We gotta none of it was relational. It was just all concepts and talking and teaching and all these things. It's like, God, if we would have had something more gra- that grasp us as hmm. i mean we were being formed in that time of life if yeah. somebody was more leaned into the aspect of a mother-like figure a father-like figure oh my hmm. gosh at the impact it would have had yeah. so much more dude you've got to be willing to bring people in close and be able to handle whatever that means i mean what like and that's the thing. It's like, I don't know if that's the thing, but there is multiple things there. But it's like, one, are you willing to lay your life down for one and open your heart up, open your life up to give access to people? And if the people you give access to are messy, are you going to be long suffering? Are you going to, do you have a deep place with the Lord mm. to where you can actually walk with them and cover them? And the thing is, God's not going to bring people in your life and he's not going to bring, people aren't going to be drawn to you either. If that you're not, you know, you're not actually walking in that, but it's so much less about the churchiness of what I think I'm supposed to look like to be a disciple. Look, when you read Paul's letters to Timothy, which we're talking about this, and I literally was at an ordination service today and was preached about Paul and Timothy. And it's like, I, and I, I've read that chapter to you before, Caleb, but it's like, it was Paul's joy. His joy was to be with his spiritual son. Like, it meant everything to him just to be with Timothy. And yes, he wrote hmm. letters to Timothy about teachings of God and expectations to have and encouragements and all these things. But that was all built on this foundation, though, of love and relationship. Like Paul was like talking to Timothy about his grandmother and his mother and all these things. Like they knew each other, you know, and this goes straight to the secret place because, you know, we talked about on here before about Moses and the word yada and how Moses knew God. It's Mm -hmm. like people need to be able to know you, not know what you know, but to know. Yes. Yep. And it's like, dude, that's, that's what, and like your kids, like even though for, for fathers with kids, your kids want to know you. They don't want to know that you'll be there to provide for them every five seconds. They want to get to know their dad. Uh. Dude, yeah, the whole relationship aspect is something that is such a gaping hole in society. Yeah. Biblically, church, culture, fill in the blank, homes. Yeah. Everything, everything to do with our lives is such a, 
such a mess sometimes when you look at hmm. how it is and what the reason is is a, a lot of us men we have hmm. to step up we have to yeah. make the difference and be the fathers that yeah. we are called to be and God wants us to be yeah um that's not to shame fathers that's to encourage fathers of like this is yours to have and to hold and to to carry man yeah like you you carry impact for your children's lives and i think that's where when you grow out of being a son mm. and you start you start looking at your life differently and knowing okay i've been a son yeah it's like okay i am full i have been fed i have been healed i have been i have grown in this area so much so that i feel like i should start i should start giving out a little bit like mm-hmm. That's when you like your perspective has to change to yep. from a son to a father. Yep. That's when you start walking in it of like what impact because I've been impacted by God, maybe just God himself or other father figures, your own father. You there has to be a shift in your thinking of, yep. yeah, I mean, like your eyes have to start looking for people to disciple. Who are those sons out there? that need what you have learned that you need to pour into and help them grow. That's the heart of a disciple making a disciple. And it's not for the fact of, uh, I mean, uh, well, that's kind of a bold statement, but it's not for the mere fact of just like saving them from hell. You were not here to just say, oh, well, that's another tally to say, well, they're not going to hell. They're going to heaven now. No, like, Care enough about that freaking person, that son or daughter that needs needs love. Like frick, they need help in life. Don't worry about and love's not. I guess put eternity to everything. Yeah, sorry, but I'm just thinking love's not catering to everything. It's actually telling them the truth sometimes and being able to love them that way. Yeah, but you said eternity or or something. Or you're going into well, I mean, I might get on a soapbox. I'm just saying that, pe- like, love, loving people is so necessary and so important. And we talked a lot about it before we even hopped on the podcast. Of that is something you constantly have to grow in. And if that's not your heart, then you will never be a father. Like you can't be if you don't know how to love people well. And that's a hard thing to do. Being a father is extremely difficult. Well. Yeah, loving people is extremely difficult. Yeah. Most people don't know how to love themselves. Um, they can't love yeah, other people because they don't know they don't love themselves. And that's not an arrogant statement. That's a yep. statement of like, hey, Jesus loved you enough to die for you, and it's worth the journey to figure out your worth. Because you will only love people the way you love you. And if you suck at loving you, you'll suck at loving them. And because we 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 can't love out of an empty tank you know and the only pure love and true love comes from him um and i mean there's a lot in that but it's like yeah something that we didn't hit on that i definitely want to hit on is a concept we talk a lot about when it comes to fatherhood and it's the ceiling and floor concept of fathers when you are a father and you build things with your life, Mm -hmm. there is only so far that you can go. 
so much that you can build so high that you can stack your achievements, the places you go with God, all these things. There's only so far you can go. Mm-hmm. Well, when you are doing that, your your thought has to shift of this is not just for me. This is for my son, my daughter, who my disciples, my whoever you're pouring into. Yeah. That ceiling that you have created becomes the floor. Your legacy that you have built becomes the floor for your son and your daughter to build on and expand on forever and ever and generations to build on if you let it be. Yeah. If you're not, if, I mean, your, your floor is my ceiling. If you look at life that way, it, it changes everything because you can look at somebody who's built a career out of something and say, wow, they've done a lot. That's really awesome. If you, somebody can go learn from them, yeah. some of the best concepts from them, another, a different person that's done the same thing. And you, that, that person that's learned under those two different people that they took a lifetime to learn, have learned it in a very short amount of time because mm-hmm. I mean, it just speeds things up like that. Yeah. And that's a really hard concept of fatherhood that sometimes people don't like. Nope. Um, I know we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a hard pill to swallow to some people of, yes, you worked really hard to build this, but what if, what if your life's not all about you? Yeah. What if it is? And I think that's a heart of the father. It is advancement of the kingdom. And this is also an aspect that we can't talk to a lot because we're not actual fathers yet. But I mean, you hear it all the time of like fathers truly, I mean, die to themselves to good fathers anyway, Mm -hmm. die to themselves to see their sons and daughters succeed so much farther than what they ever could have. That is their true heart's desire. Like there's some feeling within them that they can't even explain that they share. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's so cool. But yeah. I mean, obviously, we can't speak to that because we haven't experienced that. But, or at least not in that physical way. Yeah. Spiritually, yeah. I mean, sure, we have as far as discipling people and stuff. You can definitely speak on that with being older and how many lives you've touched and stuff. Talk about me oh, yeah. and all your other little sons, little brothers that you have <laughs> that you've mentored oh, over the years. Well, dude, like, uh, first like listen if you're if you're a young guy and you're listening to this um something i thought of earlier as we were talking and i might have wrote it down i put and i'm just gonna read it straight up because i wrote this down but i said men need to see themselves as a son growing into a father to be a father if you never have a vision set on fathering you are not growing. You are aimlessly becoming educated of a knowledge you don't know how to apply. And what I mean by that is, hmm. what I mean by that is, listen, guys, if you are hungry for God and you are hungry to be discipled, but you never have the, you never have that hunger in your, in, in your heart with the intent of, wow, one day what's I'm getting poured into, what's getting poured into me is going to flow out of me to someone else then there's a there's a there's a fathering aspect of your heart that is not that is not developing and that's 
usually out of lack of vision, it's lack of purpose, it's lack of self-worth, identity. And honestly, mm. like in my experience, there's some guys that are like spiritual fatherhoods on them. I'm not saying that spiritual fatherhoods on some people and some people it's not. I think it is a charge to all of us, but I also think there's some guys that just walk in it and it's just, they, they are passionate about it. And yeah. I think we actually all can father people in different areas. It just depends. It, you know, not everyone's looks the same, but definitely, but think about it, dude, like the guys that we have seen and you can see ones that that's on their heart. Like they, everything they start to receive starts to be for those that they give it out to. And Jesus even says that, you know, Jesus says like in John, after he turns the water into wine at the wedding, at the wedding, it said all this was done for Jesus's disciples to see and to believe. Mm. All these other people experienced him. All these other people were getting a lot of stuff, but his heart's intent was to pour into those that had been given to him. And it's like, if we're not doing this with the intent of pouring into others, a lot of that has to, like, you may not like this, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that you don't, you are still a little boy needing that yourself. Or you're still, you're still needing that yourself. So therefore you never have, you never have stepped into that place to own enough to give it to someone else. And there's a lot of things behind that. There's a lot of things yeah. of whether it comes to connection with God, whether it comes to understanding, blah, blah, blah. But we aren't just becoming sons to just become sons. Yep. We are becoming, we are, we, we have an under we, we see through revelation, through grace, that we are not just sinners saved by grace. We are sons of God. We have an inheritance. The word says that it's all through the book. So we are sons just because we are, not because we do anything, but because of God's grace. And because we're sons, we know that we are called to father the next generation. And, you know, something you were just talking about this, Caleb, about, you know, it's really, you said about the fact that people won't see, like you may not, the ceiling and the floor is that you're a father loves to lay his life down. And it's like, you won't see the fruit of it, you know, and I talked about this before, but like, as a father, you, there is fruit that your life will produce that you'll never see. Yeah. And it's because it's not about you. It's, it's about the legacy that your life speaks. It's about the life of legacy that flows from you to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And, you know, that really gets on down the line about fatherhood and a lot of things. You know, there's an immediate thing, then there's some everlasting things. Yes. But it's like it has a lot to do with... There's just something like we've talked about it, but it's like, golly, guys, there's more on our lives. There's a lot more on our lives. And we need to be men of vision. We need to be men of, of focus and intentionality that says, I, 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 for one, care for other people more than I care for myself, especially those that God's entrusted me to lead and entrusted me to love. You can't leave, lead what you don't love. It's not with authority anyways. Yep. Correct. You know, 
And that's a hard one some, from time to time. But you can't get your identity out of being a leader. You know, you got to stay submitted to Dude. Christ. And... Yes. you. The aspect of a father, a father does what? A father has children, and that those children have children. Those children have children. That's how the family tree works. That, your name, how you live your life, your character, that is legacy. Yeah. Those are things that have to be spoken into and poured out as a father of, look at yourself in the mirror, or when you lay down your head at night, and you're thinking about the day, or thinking about some of the deeper things of life, how if you were to fall asleep, die, not wake up tomorrow, how are you going to be remembered? Mm. What is your life going to speak of? Dude. That's fatherhood. That's legacy. <laughs> of like, what did you, what did you provide Preach. that outlives you? Yeah. What, what gives life further than you being there and having your hands on it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in what we're doing, what we're building, all this stuff. But if you don't, if you don't think about kingdom and think about mm. the long term effects of your life as a father and what it could be, the potentials, mm-hmm. you're missing a big slice of the cake that you need to be eating. Like yeah. legacy. I mean, your life will have so much more purpose when you seek those things out and start pursuing that. Yeah. And spiritual oh. fatherhood and discipleship is not about like, it's so funny. Cause I feel like we're going to have so many different types of audience on this. And like, some people are like in the midst of church and understand lingo and whatever. And they're in like, there's a side that's like, Hey, discipleship's not about a platform. Discipleship's not flashy. Spiritual fatherhood's not flashy. Um, and there's yep. some, it's like, Hey, like your life has more, and you need, you know, see that, and you're not even caring about flashy, but you need to hear about the fact that you have something to offer. And there's some that need, you know, it's like there's so many different sides that this fatherhood, this whole piece speaks to. Um, But it's like, (sighs) fathers shape the culture. And when you have a you have a strong culture, when you have a culture led by strong fathers, yep, men that live with vision and intentionality and love and goodness and strength and might and focus, you know, and they understand the weight of their life, they understand the weight of what they're doing, and it's not about them; it's about the ones that that are coming after them. And like, dude, how crazy is that? Like, dude, like, think about like. And I know you feel this, but just the life that that fills up your core with, your heart, with the reality of knowing, like it's like an expansion inside of me. Like I feel it like a breath, of, like a deep breath that says, everything I'm doing is so much bigger than me. Everything that I'm receiving to pour out. A, I'm receiving to pour out, but it's like, it's a whole perspective shift that God gives, but also that your humility and your vulnerability and your repentance gives. 
repenting of saying, Lord, I'm sorry for not seeing myself, for not understanding your heart as a father and not seeing myself as a son. I want to know you as a son, Lord. I want to know you as your son so that my life can father, so that my life can speak of you, the father. And it's so funny. It's like, look, a lot of times you don't go out and search for people to father. Because a lot of times, if that ain't happening, chances are you're probably not ready to father. But by just having that stirring in you of saying like, dang, what's my life giving? What's my life producing? That should drive you into a place with God where you start that place of seeing God as your father and you as his son. Because you'll never be able to father until you learn how to be a son first. Because you won't be able to give anything away because you'll still be trying to get everything for yourself. You know? Yeah, there is no abundance that you're giving from. Yep. You're still trying to get stuff for yourself. Dude, and I don't know, as a good closer, unless you have something else to add, I mean, there's so much Careful with that question. more. Yeah, there's always something. <laughs> I think, I mean, we talked about a lot of different subjects on the thing, a lot of different things on the subject of fatherhood. And I think the biggest, biggest thing that we can speak on is there is always going to be lack because we are imperfect people that live in an imperfect world that, yes, we can try our mightiest and do our best, but there's still going to be so many mistakes that we make as we father, as we get fathered, all of that. And it, it has effects on our lives, but, and people also let it affect them. It has great impact, but sometimes people let it carry on so much so that they don't even try to get healed from it or know how to get healed from it. They just carry it, and it's like, well, it's I've always been treated this way, or my life has always looked like this. It will never look any different. Mm. And I just want to say that it doesn't have to be like that. No. You, you can actually be healed in those in those wounds, those deepest, darkest wounds that hurt you mm-hmm. as a kid, yep. even as a grown, a teenager, grown man, all of that. Yep. If you choose to look at God himself as your father and be healed. Like take these things that we talked about, some of those concepts of, wow, I feel like I lacked a lot in this area. God, what would it look like for you to make this whole in me? What does healthy fatherhood look like in my life? Yeah. Or God, thank you for my father that you gave me, my great father that you gave me. Mm. How much more can you give me God? Wow. That's dude, like, take yes. like, take this into conversations with God. <laughs> yes. As your father. Yes. And father. I mean, let him break you break, be, be held in the safe place that God creates for you with him. Yeah. And let him heal you. I mean, it might hurt like crap. Cause I know, obviously we talked about culture has a lot of broken fathers out there that create a lot of negativity and, don't provide a lot of growth. Wow. Take that to your secret place and start growing with it. Yeah. Hmm. That would be my closing thought. 
be healed by the Father Himself. In Jesus' name. <laughs> um, my last thought is, you. It came up as you were saying this, as you were talking. Is that fathers give permission? Uh, they give permission and to to break to be weak. They give you permission. And now I, you were saying about like I can't remember what you're saying, but I know it was something that started this up in me. I can't remember exactly what you were saying is what I meant that started this up. But all that to say, you know, there is when when a father figure that you trust that is you know in a place of strength in your life speaks. It's so crazy when so many things that might seem to fuddle your mind and make you feel like confused or worried or all these things a father figure can speak to in a second and it be diffused and you would be like, why was I even worried about that? Um, you know, healthy fatherhood gives permission and also, like again, it it diffuses confusion and all those things. And, you know, like Caleb was saying, like, if you heard like about security and there's a thing in you as a, like, to my dudes out here that are listening to this, like, please do not shortchange your heart by saying, hey, I actually don't feel safe. And I constantly want to project that I am this secure dude, but I'm actually terrified yeah. that I don't have what it takes. I don't have what I need to produce a life of honor and a life that's worth anything your heart needs to break at the feet of Jesus and that you can actually receive God's shadowing wings come over you and you know what it means to be a little kid that was protected or that was covered. Or maybe you had a great dad, but he just wasn't intentional about you feeling that way and maybe at school or whatever. So, like This is to those who don't feel safe, not to everybody. But I just felt like it was a big security piece for guys fatherhood is a fatherhood in your life like i said like caleb said is our floor because it's a firm foundation it's a firm footing and that's why it's built on the it's built on on the shoulders of other fathers and because yeah. and that's good fathers not unhealthy fathers but good fathers some people that listen to this to this time were like Look, i had a dad and it was terrible and fatherhood doesn't sound like all the things you all sound, said it sounded like. Like, let trust yeah. God to teach you what a real father is supposed to look like. And believe that he will bring an earthly spiritual father into your life to help walk with you and guide you. And so, yeah, that's my last thought. Love it. Oh, well... Thank you guys for listening to episode nine. Nine. Expanding on fatherhood. Uh, This is a cool journey. Obviously, we're still still learning how to be the best version of ourselves and learning how to podcast. Uh, (laughs) It's it's definitely something that we're getting better at, I hope, and something that we continue to get better at. And thank you guys for learning with us, putting up with us, and we really do hope that we are pouring and giving you ammunition for your life that you get to use and go deeper with the Lord and live your life to the fullest. Wow. Uh, so thank you guys. That wraps up episode nine. Uh, we'll see you next time.